The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with my co-host, Roger. And we're here back for another episode on this time, not the confession. Uh, The last number have been on the confession, but we're going to take a little detour, go off on a little topic, uh, which we think is an important topic. And then we'll come back to the confession in a couple of weeks. But at least for the next two episodes, uh, we are planning to talk about a very important topic. And the topic is people pleasing. Now, how do we come to this topic? Well, a few things. One, Roger's been studying this topic. And so the reality is that I, I haven't prepared for this, but Roger has. And so we're, I'm going to be along for the ride with all of you and trying to ask questions and think through the topic with Roger. And uh, hopefully I'll ask good questions and give him a hard time. But the other reason we're talking about this issue is because, well, Roger is also my counselor. And apparently I, I struggle a lot with this people pleasing. And so he wants to counsel me live and on the air. We want everybody to hear this and everybody to know. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Appreciate that. We were... All three listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Including my mother. Okay. Uh, but this is this really is a great topic, Roger. Yep. And uh, we've been talking about doing an episode on this. And unfortunately, I just haven't had the chance to do a lot of reading. But this is something you have read about, mm-hmm. thought about. I've done that in the past. And I'm, I'm excited to, to get to this topic because it is something that a lot of people deal with, mm-hmm. including uh, a lot of people in ministry um, for a variety of reasons. So mm-hmm. this is a, a, a relevant topic and uh, looking forward to thinking through it with you. Go Great. ahead and take it away. What did you want to start with? Yeah, I think I want to start with uh, some uh, some sentences uh, that will describe the experience to see if you fall into these categories, to see if you fall into these experiences. I pulled this from a book uh, about people pleasing. Okay. I thought it was a good list. It's not the whole list, um, but let me just read some of these. I, I don't have to answer these out loud, right? Do I? You, you can tell me how many of these you fit in. Oh boy. <laughs> and everybody won that. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. I added one to the list at the very end. So. Oh, I, just I, for I, me. Thanks. Just for you. Appreciate it. Okay. So let's look at this first one. It says this, I value the approval of certain individuals from whom I expect to receive certain honors more than the approval of those from whom I do not expect to receive such honors. Hmm. It's interesting. How about, how about this one? It's a little shorter. I worry about what other people think of me. I've never had that, right? You've never experienced that. Never worried? Walked into a room? Not one time this last second. (laughs) (laughs) But... (laughs) Right. Let's look at another one. I am willing to sin rather than face the rejection of certain individuals. Hmm. That's interesting. That is interesting. I wonder, you know, depending on the context, what, mm-hmm. what that's referring to. I think it might be referring to confrontation. Maybe, you know, you need to confront somebody about okay. something that's wrong. And instead of confronting you, you ignore it. Ignore it. Yeah. Okay. I believe that being rejected is one of the worst things that a person could possibly experience. Hmm. Junior high. 
high school. High school, right? <laughs> yeah. Adulthood. Sure. I was going to say, uh, when, but it's interesting. So the way it's described is the worst thing. Yeah. And we have to dig deep into our hearts to yeah. really evaluate whether that's mm. what we, we think or not. Yeah, good. I avoid conflicts rather than trying to resolve them. So with that one, Roger, do you think that is, <clears throat> I avoid some kinds of conflicts? Like, in other words, mm -hmm. there's some conflicts that I'm really good at. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, sorry, <laughs> others I can see being good at and, and jumping into certain kinds of conflicts. Yep. But then there are other kinds. So it's not, it's not across the board. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it could fit just a couple of categories. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Good. Yeah. I take unnecessary precautions to protect my good name. Uh, that's all in the definition. Unnecessary. <laughs> what does that mean? I only take necessary precautions. Very good. <clears throat> I do not witness to others as I should because I fear being criticized or rejected. We hear this a lot, don't we? Yeah. And we, we hear this. Yeah. We experience that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, last one on the list. This is the one I created. It's very deep and very long. <laughs> I can't say no. Okay, it's not fair. I'm not sure. That is just not fair. I thought you you're my friend. You don't have to go into it. You don't uh, have I to. That's you're my friend. You don't have to tell me how many oh, times man. you didn't say no today. It's okay. Okay, let's look at uh, definition. You know, I was thinking and reading on this topic from a few different authors, and 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 I think about this from my life. I mm. mean, I think it's the experience of all of us in some way or another. Um, but as I was thinking about a good way to explain it, there, there are some aspects to people pleasing that I think are common, mm -hmm. um, for all of us in different ways and in different ways we apply it. But here, here's what I, what I think of if I define it, it's an intense desire to make other people happy out of a fear of disapproval. So an intense desire to make other people happy out of a fear of disapproval. And I use this word intense desire because mm -hmm. desire could be good or bad. Sure. And so what happens is when desires become inordinate too much, they're too intense, yeah. excessive, extreme, or beyond what's maybe normal, then it could start to get skewed because making other people happy is not a bad thing. There are scriptures we'll get into, but a desire that goes bad out of a fear. Mm -hmm. There's this fear based in pleasing people. Yeah. It's not a, who oh, I'm scared of this other person. They're bigger than me. It's, it's a fear of rejection or disapproval. And the focus is, um, on other people, yeah. not on God. God goes in the background yeah. and people become in the foreground. Yeah. I, that, <clears throat> Roger, I, I think your definition is excellent because it captures so well mm -hmm. both of these parts that are that are involved in people pleasing. It's not just ple wanting to make people happy, but like you described, it's why mm -hmm. because we're afraid of that disapproval, which really, I mean, there is a, a, a an idolatry involved there. I'm sure we'll talk about this, mm -hmm. but the idolatry is not necessarily the people; it's actually ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting uh, because we want to be known a certain way. Mm -hmm. We want to be seen a certain way. Uh, 
maybe even idolize a certain way. Yeah. So it's interesting. I think that's a really helpful definition. I'm sure we'll, we'll dig into it even more. Mm-hmm. And I think any context, I mean, we can think of the ministry context here. We can think of parents mm-hmm. and their children, good yeah. managers and those who report to them or your manager who you report to, mm-hmm. you know, a teacher and their kids in their class, friends, yeah. family, yeah. congregation. Sure. How we view each other, even just as members who come every Sunday. Yeah. I mean, there are so many different contexts that this could be applied to. Would you say that this is fundamentally then like an identity issue? I think it has an aspect of identity in this sense that when you are people pleasing and trying to create an image, mm-hmm. Uh, to somebody else, you're fearing that they may know who you really are, yeah. that you're not what you project yourself, which you aren't what you project right. yourself anyway. So everybody knows we're, we're not that, that self that we present. We're yeah. presenting the best self most of the time. I mean, there's times people see us at our worst, but. Have you heard of the language of imposter syndrome? Mm-mm, I haven't heard that. Okay. It's, yeah. it's an interesting, I mean, we won't yeah. go off on a tangent, but it, it really, I heard it in terms of a lot of academics struggling with this imposter syndrome mm. when what that meant is they're going to be found out that they're yeah. actually an imposter. Interesting. And I, yeah. I've, we, you and I have talked about it. When, yep. when I finished the PhD, I kept thinking, I really don't know anything. Yeah. How am I supposed to be an expert in this stuff? You know, I, no one better find that out. Yeah. Right. Well, now I've just said it, but um, <laughs> yeah, good, good yeah. thoughts there. So we can look at a couple, uh, we'll, we'll look at definitely going to some scripture, but here, here's one of the things that I think about um, what's going on in the heart and maybe one of the dangers. There's okay. a scripture I always go back to in Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says this, the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. Well, what is that snare when we're fearing other people, which is an aspect of, of pleasing them? Mm-hmm. Well, what is that snare that is trapping us? Well, it could be both their approval or their disapproval. If we live for their approval at all times, it's a snare. If we live for their, or we're fearing their disapproval of us, it also lays a snare in the sense that, as Ed Welch says, what or who you need will control you. Yeah. That's a pretty uh, pretty good yeah. statement on, on why we should think about this issue. Yeah, the, the, the language of need. Yes. So important there. Yeah. And that's what, we'll use that when we talk about how to address it, and he talks about how to address, uh, you know, our people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go into some scripture. Yep. Uh, let's look at some passages uh, in the Bible that talk about people-pleasing. It is interesting, as we were talking about before this, of um, the Greek word for mm. people-pleasing. It's found m- in many different scriptures. Mm-hmm. And there is one, or there's a handful of scriptures that actually add something onto the word pleasing. And it adds this idea of well-pleasing. Or you can think of being approved. Yeah. And so it goes beyond just pleasing, but this idea of somebody who's been approved uh, by another. Uh, so we can look at some scriptures. Uh, we'll just fly through these. We can make some comments as we go through them. Mm-hmm. But uh, Romans 12, 1 to 2, 
I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Acceptable to God. That's your word there for pleasing. Mm. So there's an uh, aspect of us presenting ourselves before him, our bodies before him to yeah. be uh, pleasing to him. Romans fourteen eighteen. whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Mm. Again, uh, our posture toward the Lord. Here's one of my favorite counseling passages, 2 Corinthians 5, 9. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. Mm. Our life goal is to please the Lord. Ephesians 5.10, well, how do we do that? And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. It's not crystal clear. You don't always know. We know what, what displeases the Lord mm-hmm. when, when, you know, we willfully, we sin. But there is that trying to understand and discern. My kid's favorite passage in all the Bible, I'm sure it's your kid's favorite too. <laughs> The, Colossians 3.20, children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yes, their favorite. Yes, absolutely. And then uh, Hebrews 13.12, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Mm. So just some verses that talk about uh, pleasing, mainly pleasing the Lord. Uh, but I, what I also wanted to to think about is w- when we think of this idea, um, I don't think it's as simplistic to say people pleasing is wrong and it's always sinful. You don't think it's simplistic to say that? I, I Yeah. I, I think that, that minimizes the experience that Scripture brings out hmm. in how it explains... <clears throat> how we're interacting with one another. I think people pleasing could be sinful Mm. and could be wrong and could be a problem, but not always. Mm. And so it's not necessarily if if black and white, this is sin. You got to just repent of your sin and stop pleasing people and please God and don't worry about what anybody thinks. That's not now. Now the, the idea of people pleasing, if you are seeking the approval of men, if it was 100% seeking the approval of men, mm-hmm. would you consider that sin? If it leaves the Lord out, in a, it, it would depend upon the context. Okay. So I think what's going on in the heart when you say that? When Okay, so, so let's look at maybe some examples. Let's just take a preaching example. Okay. So a sermon is preached because we want people to be pleased with the message. Pleased for what? Pleased with us so that they look at us and approve us. Wow, you're such a great preacher. That was so Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. If the motive of the heart is thinking, I I am just wanting the people to be pleased with me and not to reject me, and Mm -hmm. we leave the Lord out, then yeah, I think that could be, that's wrong in the heart of what we're doing. We're being controlled by that. Right. If, if we're not doing it for the Lord and he's not controlling us and we're, we're withholding things, we're not saying things because right. we're scared. 
mm-hmm. of people, then yeah, that's where that desire has gone wrong. Now, is it wrong to say, I want my congregation to be pleased with hearing me preach? No, because it's God's word that gives, uh, gives food for our soul, for somebody to come up to you and be like, thank you so much. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing the Lord in a new light. Yeah. I love the Lord. Praise God. That's your desire for everybody yeah, to amen. have that response. So, right? So what I'm hearing, Roger, is that you're saying, look, here's the complication. Our hearts are not simplistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our hearts are complex. So when you are doing something, let's we're going to go with your preaching analogy. When you're preaching, when you're preparing to preach, there's a lot of things that are going through your mind and your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you want to get the word of God, right? Yeah. You want to honor the Lord. You want to present something that will be nourishing and, and fulfilling for mm-hmm. the people. You want them to hear the truth that might, they might repent and change. And you really want them to like you also at the end. <laughs> you know what the worst part <laughs> of the service is for me at the end, at the end, when they walk up to say, when they walk up, yeah, oh, I yeah. would rather run out the back door <laughs> Because, it, and it says, there are people who are genuinely want to just thank you for the message. Yeah. And there are others who are people pleasing you at that moment. Sure. Pastor, well done. Great message. Yep. They were sleeping halfway through the message, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, you've noticed that too. <laughs> Sorry, I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> No, but right, you get that. So there's people pleasing on both ends. You're right. you're seeking. Okay, are they approving me at this moment? Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Is my pastor going to be happy? What if I tell them that? Hey, look, you know, that didn't come off right, and they don't want to displease you. Yeah. And so now we got two hearts interacting with one another, mm-hmm. fearing each other, and do we have true? Uh, we're not edifying one another. Yeah. But. Then you do have people that genuinely are so thankful you're their pastor, giving them food for their soul. And yeah. you're humbled by that and you give praise to God yeah. that God could use you in somebody's life, right? Amen. And and one of the things that I've tried to do in this long time of now preaching and being a pastor to help myself avoid that problem is instead of what I often would ask my wife, you know, after a sermon. <laughs> How, how was that sermon? Was that yeah. a good sermon? You know, that kind of question. But now I want to ask what I think are better, more important questions. Was that clear? Yeah. Was that faithful to the text? And I've talked to some of the other men in, around us mm-hmm. in the church too, saying, those are the questions that I want answered. Do you think that there was something unclear yeah. or something that wasn't faithful to God's word? The rest of it, I need to not worry so much about. Now, certainly we want to be clear we want to deliver well we want to be engaging but we want it to be about the word mm-hmm. you know in that case so what i'm hearing from you I, I really appreciate this is hey look the heart is complex and so it's not simple we can't just say hey if you're people pleasing it's all bad it's sin yeah. just repent we have to dig in and ask what aspect of this is is actually sinful so let's look at a couple scriptures that talk about it um and show some of the positives and negatives. Mm-hmm. So let me bring up Romans 15, 1 to 3. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak. And not to please ourselves, let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. 
Isn't that interesting that the focus is on this other person to actually build them up so there is this this sense that you're looking out for them and pleasing them in a positive way. Mm -hmm. It's not to please yourself, not what you get at, but you're trying to build them up. Yeah. So that that's a positive. But here here look at this one or listen to this from Colossians three twenty two. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters, not by way of eye service mm-hmm. as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Yeah. So there's this negative aspect of don't just be the person that goes around and pleases everybody, but do obey and do please fearing the Lord. There's this bringing the Lord back into this relationship. And in Colossians 3.23, do not work for man, but work for the Lord. You're serving Christ. Which is exactly what Paul's saying in Romans 15 as well, Mm. right? Mm. He's for Christ's sake, we don't seek to please ourselves. Mm -hmm. We seek to please our neighbor and bless them Mm -hmm. just as Christ himself did, right? Christ Mm -hmm. did not please himself. He says he, you know, did this for the sake sacrificially for others. So you're right. The, the issue is kind of the the Lord being the the ultimate reason for which we are doing whatever it is mm-hmm. that we're doing. One more passage. This is for the married. <laughs> First Corinthians seven thirty two thirty four. I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord. How to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. This is a sense of, of relationships and of pleasing not that it's wrong to do it, but there is a sense. Oh, I got marriage. I got that that it was wrong and that we should all not please our wives is that not what you understood there i think oh, i think he was saying we all should be single and just please <laughs> the lord right <laughs> i mean that's a really important here because what you're saying and what paul is saying here is this is this is the reality that mm-hmm. those who are married will both be pleasing the lord obviously but also their attention and focus will be on their spouse mm-hmm. and that's right and good in the married state you ought to be doing that yeah. You know, he, yeah, he has counsel and advice for those that are unmarried and you know, he he likes that idea in some regards, but um yeah, that's really important. And so there is a, what you're getting at is this, hey, there's a right kind of pleasing people. Mm-hmm. And it's all grounded in our motivation, mm-hmm. why we're seeking to please them. Yeah. And I think that each scenario can change and that you could have a you want to call it a pure motive in one sense in one week and then the next isn't oh yeah right you 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 have the right motive you want to please this person to build them up in love and then the next week please don't reject me please approve me please don't think my message all the time i spent was wasn't helpful yeah right and we seek that affirmation our heart is constantly active there is these desires always going on inside of our heart and they go to different extremes at times that sometimes we just want people to approve us. Yeah. Sometimes we don't are not concerned about their approval and if they reject us, they reject us. Mm-hmm. And so we interact with them in a different way and yeah. that can change based on the scenario going on. I mean, think of how, I, I guess when I think of this problem and I think about how it affects our lives, 
you know, how does it, how does it change how, how we live and how mm-hmm. other people control us? Just think of this. If we live for the approval of another, yeah. I don't know if you experienced that growing up with your parents, mm-hmm. if you, if you ever experienced that, but I know, you know, as a child, I experienced that. Yeah. And, and this was a thought. Have you ever caught yourself saying this? I just can't please this person. Mm. Nobody can be pleased. Yeah. No, if we were trying to please human beings, look mm-hmm. how often we change. <laughs> do you, do we really think we could ever fully please ourselves? Yeah. Or please another person. I mean, just get married. You'll realize that sometimes your spouse loves you <laughs> and is pleased. And then sometimes it's like, we got to deal with issues. Well, right? I mean, every moment is a little different. Yeah. Because we are, we're beings who are fickle. We're, we're changing or we have our own struggles. And so can I think about that with my own children? Am I acting in such a way that they're not getting the yeah. approval? And and I, I notice this problem or I, I think it's a problem is one of my kids wanting to always please me mm. and I'm pushing back saying, no, it's not what I want because they'll say, what would you like? Like, mm. I'm trying to help them make a decision. What do you want? I'll go with them. I'm like, no, 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 yeah. this is your choice. This is your decision. What would you like trying to reflect the desire back on another? Yeah. Because it's so easy for kids and for us to want the approval of others because it does something to us. It yeah. affirms us and affirms what we're doing. Again, God is taken out of the picture. Well, well, it's it's interesting. It's it, it also depends on what they're getting, what they've been getting approval for. Yeah, right. We talk about this. <clears throat> I, we hear this even in secular settings all the time. You know, are you only, uh, you know, giving a claim and approval to your children when they get good grades, yep. or when they you know do well in sports, or are you? giving them approval for character issues and when they're honoring the Lord and when showing kindness and yeah. you know, those kinds of things. I, I think about it, you know, I love school. You kind of know that about me. And one of the things yeah. I love about school is I do well <laughs> and, and I get the approval on that graded paper or yep. the whatever, you know? Uh, and, and it's, I, I, it's a weird thing to admit <clears throat> on the air, but you know, I was always, you, you could always count on that. I knew, okay, I, I could get the good grade. I yeah. could count on that approval of man. Yep. Okay. And so I had to wrestle with that, um, wrestle with why I wanted to go on for studies and w- what is it? Um, you know, cause now I'd really like to go back. There's nothing more to do, but I'd like to go back just for, you know, that kind of approval. Um, <laughs> but, but you were talking about identity before, Yeah. but think about that. Mm-hmm. If one is approved all of their life, wow, you are s- such a great student. You are so smart. Yep. Look at how you think, look at how well you write. You build into this person an identity. Yep. You identify with that as this is who I am because people have affirmed those that in me. Yeah. There may be gifting from the Lord, sure, but maybe it's 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 just that approval we've been building up. But then think, what happens if that thing is taken away? Oh, we yeah. lose our identity. Yep. We're no longer worth anything in the eyes of ourselves, in the eyes of other people, That's because right. we no longer please another person. Yep. If I can't function out of that created identity for other people, then my worth is taken away, and I feel like I'm I'm not... Uh, valuable. To, yeah. yeah. Valuable. And, and, and that, that happens in so many contexts, right? It's not just academic context, not just pastors. It's not, but you know, I, how many times have we seen relationships? You and I have done a mm-hmm. lot of counseling even together. And you see sometimes that the, the girl has this motherly connection, 
right? Yeah. Um, where they get approval by being the sacrificial one all the time. Yeah. Okay. And maybe it started out with a, a genuine heart to please the Lord and take care of mm-hmm. people. But we see that sometimes develop into something that's unhealthy. We see that in other relationships. We see the people in the church who are the dependable ones, but you know, and that's where their identity is yeah. found. Um, it, it's just so interesting that we could find it in so many different contexts. Yeah. And and think about it, <clears throat> what it's really saying. And I think this is what Welch brings out. Mm-hmm. We need people. Yeah, it's exposing this this inordinate desire for people. Yeah, because we'll do anything for them. We're always the one who will be you know, show up will always be the one who serves will always be the one who's dependable because I get approval from that. Yeah. And we don't even, we're not thinking this in our mind, right? It's not conscious. Yeah. yeah. We're just doing it and we don't realize. Well, here's a, here's an interesting way I was thinking about how do you test your own heart? Yeah. You know, I'm sure we'll get into more of this, but I, I was thinking, you know, would I do it otherwise? Would I do it otherwise? You yeah. know, and, and I was thinking back in high school days, I used to set up chairs for youth group in my old church. Yeah. Um, and I would do it without complaining or anything. I would just go early and I would do it every week for years. Yeah. And then one time I didn't, I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to go and someone else had set it up that one time mm. and the leader called that person out, how great it is. Thank you so much. And all of a sudden I realized that bothered me yeah. that someone else got the acclaim. Yep. That maybe is another way of testing our hearts. Yeah. How do we feel when others get a claim or, you know, yeah. are pleasing to, to other people and we're not, or, you know, these are ways to test. Think about our podcast. Are people pleased? <laughs> we, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're doing it for that. We're doing it, right? <laughs> yes, no, we but have think, no idea. But think about it. When we're talking to people, we don't want people initially to say, oh, you know, being critical. True. Oh, that was so helpful. Thank you. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lie to us is what we're saying. Yeah, exactly. Please just, yeah. No, only criticism to you, only your email. You can receive the criticism, Thank you. but yeah, all I'm the really good at this. Can come to me. It's, yeah. it'll, it'll build me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we think about anything we do is mingled somehow with this pleasing aspect in sure. the eyes of man. And it's not always wrong. It's not wrong for us to want to produce this, to help others, to encourage others, to yeah. build others up. It could be wrong if something is built around us and we're trying to build our own platform, our own right. identity, our own celebrity status right. that so many in our culture buy into, but then is bought into just with with people because we build it around ourselves instead of around our true identity in Christ. Would we would we be as encouraged? If we knew that Christ was being honored, people were learning more about Christ and dismissing us, you know, if they, would we be as, would we, would we be pleased to know that one person deepened their relationship with Christ? Yep. You know, these are the questions maybe to ask. And those are, are dangerous for your soul, right? If you preach a message and you've been preparing all week, (laughs) And only one person yeah. felt something going on in their heart. They felt the Lord working on their heart. Would you feel like, wow, thank you, Lord? Or would it be, Lord, wh- what did I do wrong? Or now I got to go back and figure out I'm not pleasing the people. Are we serving 
the Lord and trusting him, how he works in people, yeah. or are we trusting in ourselves? Yeah. We got to think back to people like Jeremiah preach, mm-hmm. preach, preach, and no one yeah. turns for those that are in relationships where they're always building up, you know, um, they need to ask themselves, who are they doing that for? Yeah. Um, and if they're not getting approval, would they still be you know, from men? Would they still be willing to do it for the glory of God? I mean, even think every time, every time we come to church, I mean, we know it's, it's empty until like 15 minutes after we start. Just like, sir. <laughs> wow. That was a church discipline <laughs> issue right there, man. You just straight out. <laughs> hey, I don't do it to the to congregation. Although you always make the, the comment before people arrive, you need to wait till the end of the I sermon. It's <laughs> true. But the thing about it, if you ever sat there, you know, getting ready to preach and you look back and you're like, there's only like 25% of the congregation mm. and your heart kind of sinks at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, there's an aspect of, yeah, I, I I mean, the saying, nobody wants to preach to an empty crowd, but if it's a few, shouldn't we be just as excited for the few because the Lord looks at us as individuals or are we seeking something more and why Yeah, what's going on? So, you know, I always think to myself and, and, uh, this may be a good place to, to stop here as well, but I always wonder, um, Lord, are you pleased with what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. And if I could just know, you know, if I could just know, and, and he gives us ways to know from his word. Yep. And, and the problem is, unfortunately, sometimes those don't satisfy our desire for that immediate gratification of well done. Yeah. You know, which we get from people sometimes. And so we've got to be able to consider that. And what is the, what is, what is God looking for? Yeah. And it's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's really important. Any last thoughts as we wrap up this episode and come back to it in the next episode? I think just, uh, again, our, uh, our working definition here of people pleasing an intense desire to make other people happy out of a fear of disapproval or rejection and you know, as we get into the next episode and talk about this a little bit more, I want to talk about the extreme of going the other side and saying, I don't care mm, what yeah. about what anybody thinks. And then how should we think about this uh, at the heart level? How can we bring uh, the scripture back into our thoughts and how we view God? And how can we think about this to actually put it into practice into our lives? Amen. So. You know, the good, the good news is still the good news. Um, it's not whether we are pleasing people or not, that's going to determine our salvation. And so we're grateful that we're going to live out of grace Mm -hmm. and try to grow, uh, by the work of the spirit in us. And, um, I'm glad that you guys uh, have joined us for this episode. Looking forward to our next one as well. Uh, feel free to, with this people pleasing podcast, uh, share, like, (laughs) tell others about it, uh, until next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff Podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org. That is feedback at rod, the letter N, staff.org.